what i see with this new generation of the kids that is coming to the market the job market it is come to a level that everybody is just want to do the simplest thing and expect the highest salary none of these guys actually want to or a very few of these guys are like my boss my old boss who want to go deep into engineering like people used to focus on engineering and money used to flow now people are focusing on money and they say they will learn the engineering on the path so this is the problem i'm trying to adjust so the first thing i see is that what is the what is this guy is looking for excellence for short term money perseverance or running away i'm tapan i am the principal scientist of adhob technologies this is code story the podcast bringing you interviews with tech visionaries who share in the critical moments of what it takes to change an industry and build and lead a team that has your back. I'm your host, Noah Laphart, and today how Toppen Patnaya is working to automate operations using hardware, software, and robotics. All this and more on Code Story. Toppen Patnaya's life revolves around technology. His friends, professional colleagues, etc., and even his wife is an engineer who he met at a company he was working at. He's passionate about making kids fall in love with science and inspire a generation of young people to roll up their sleeves and dig into hardware. He believes that engineering is taught from the passion of other engineers. Outside of tech, he used to play sports, specifically cricket. When his time was limited to play cricket, he started reading philosophy and history with the goal of predicting what is happening with societal trends. While growing up in India, Toppen was contacted by his good friend in the states to join his company. At first he was hesitant, but he came to a point in his life where he felt he needed to do something different, something that was high energy, open, and impactful to the rest of the world. This is Toppen's creation story at Adverb. What Adverb symbolizes is can-do attitude. And and that that culture is ingrained in each of us actually. Adverb as a whole produces the entire automation thing. we have asrs we have motor drivers we have shuttles we have robots we have cobots so we have done everything that is required on the factory floor from mechanical to electrical to sheet metals to manufacturing to everything we've done it now what i have done or what i brought to adbob is i would say i was here for a year but yeah i'm so glad in this one year i have done so much things that i haven't done in 5 years in my previous so many things we've done new paradigm of safety new paradigm of wireless new paradigm of robot robots stuffs and wireless mess 5g some of the things that has been done in the outside world but not come to the industrial sector so we've done a lot of strides in this sector i was growing up in india and the ceo sangeet kumar he was my batchmate and uh, he used to stay for five rooms apart from me and he somehow went to this industrial automation sector and i went to the semiconductor sector he kind of started something in india and then made it big and he was chasing me for like 5 6 years tapi join us and i was always you know it's a startup it's an indian company i was always in that hesitation and then once i was in google and i think after going through all the big companies in bay area I came to a point in my life that okay we need to I need to do something different I mean 
in the energy the enthusiasm the openness and the freedom that you get in a startup that to in manufacturing which is like you know my passion was where i thought it is far more impactful to the rest of the world to me and my career to do something that will influence a lot of people especially you know with all these old people like my boss yabnera who were like if they are gone who is going to hold this legacy to the new guys the new kids i see all they want to do is like code something or be a social media influencer and stuff like that or wear air vr goggles but nobody wants to roll up their sleeve and do some soldering do the some machining in their garage in their workshop do something on the antenna do something in the wireless run something in the mechanicals this has all gone to china to be frank we we have lost manufacturing and then after a long soul searching questions i realized that i'll do a far more impactful job with a company which grows where the ceo's vision aligns with me and where i get the freedom so i i took that jump and when i saw the factory in in india the the way they have built up oh my god i felt that the fortune favors the brave and that exactly happened with me let's talk about the first version of the MVP that you worked on. So you joined the company, you came in and started working on a product, a, a product line. What was your MVP? How long did it take you to build and what sort of tools did you use to bring it to life? When I say AGV is like something that automates guided vehicle. It doesn't have the perception of its own, but it will be guided by someone on the on the higher level. It's called a fleet management server, FMS. Okay, so it's like a like a multiple thousands of robots running but they are come the intelligence is coming from a fleet management server which is somewhere in the upper level so at one point my challenge is to make this agbs go low cost to the point that i can sell 100000 of them because you know these are like from retail to manufacturing to to hospitality to medicines to biological sectors to anywhere you have this logistics involved these bot robots are our main lines what they do is they move in a barcode based system where you define from okay things come from the conveyor belt go to the cobot cobot picks up that put that in the agb agb moves from here to here put that in a tube such so that it goes down and goes to the trucking or the shipping area and goes out so for example i just i just gave you the example your throughput how many loads you get it out from your whole solution engineering's point of view how many loads you got out from your your conveyor and how much time it took so that is where the game is actually so this agbs get do their job then have to be recharged because you know they are running from battery the battery needs recharging and then in between it will get commands and sometimes two three robots if they if the path collide then you have to take intelligence to pass one other you have to wait so there is a lot of uh, mathematics and also physics involved in calculating the optimal route of these robots so that is called the fms side then you have the electrical part where you make sure that you don't lose power you don't waste energy and at the same time you don't need to be recharged a lot the third thing is the cost you have to make it low cost but at the same time it has to get the safety that you need so i beg walk through all the three things and at the center of all these things was all pure basic pid control systems Okay, so so then from that point, you've got you know you've described your MVP, you've described the the pieces, the components of the MVP. 
How did you progress the product after you started? You got it up and running. How did you progress it from there and mature it? And I think to wrap in a box, how did you go about building your roadmap and how did you decide what was the next most important thing to build or to address? Thing is that when I came from an industry which is like commoditized, right? For example, if I make a system for a Google Pixel or a Amazon watch, you can see the cost in the consumer sector has come down to a lot, to a lot. Like for example, an industrial robot, it has also four cameras, it has also a lidar, and its cost can be greater than ten thousands of dollars. But if you see an iPad today, you can get four camera plus a lidar in the iPad for three fifty dollars. When the commoditization happened at this level, they took every control control of every aspect of manufacturing to bring it to a level that it can be cheap, but it can be gone to millions of people or billions of people. Now, I think the robotics industry is exactly this cost. The cost where the robots will become not only retail, not only warehouse, but will go to every aspect of our life. You can think of every family has a phone. It will come to that every family will have a robot. And how that is possible? That can only be possible if we can do something in the safety paradigm, at the controller paradigm, and at the mechanical electrical paradigm that the cost comes down. And today, on this date, the con- the cost of a robot is still decided by the electrical and the and the perception and the control part. And I'm bringing it down to a absolutely ridiculously low level. At the same time, I'm increasing the safety because you can go and buy something cheap from China and run it. Okay, that is one one type of culture, one type of market. The other thing is you build it, add the German engineering, the safety part of the engineering, the quality of the engineering, the excellence of the engineering, but at the same time bring it. To a cost that it's not like outrageous to many of the people, many eighty percent of the world population. So this is what I'm doing, right? Getting the best of technology and getting the best of manufacturing to make the things which is not very costly, but at the same time safety and performance-wise as good as a top quality product. Yeah, and it's not only me doing. I am getting help from some of the top semiconductor companies in the space. The good thing with the Adobe is that today we can run into the Intel top VPs. Without any wait or delay, or we can run to Qualcomm, or we can run into the Intel, Qualcomm, Nvidia's of the world. That because they see that Adobe has the potential, Adobe is the right people, and Adobe is the technology to build and do something fundamentally different in this industry. So you know, I hear team as far as partners with the companies, and that makes sense. But how do you go about building the people that are there with you? How do you go about building your team, and what do you look for in those people to indicate that they are the winning horses to join you? This is actually the field I'm struggling right now. What I see with this new generation of the kids that is coming to the market, the job market, it has come to a level that. Everybody is just wants to do the simplest thing and expect the highest salary. None of these guys actually want to, or a very few of these guys are like my boss, my old boss, who want to go deep into engineering. Like people used to focus on engineering, and money used to flow. Now people are focusing on money, and they say they will learn the engineering on the path. And that is a fundamentally a very distorted space that U.S. system has been now. I don't know how did we come here. Has it the U.S. engineering culture destroyed, got destroyed, got damaged in the process? So this is the problem I'm trying to adjust. So the first thing I see is that what is the what is this guy is looking for excellence or short-term money, perseverance or running away? Everything else follows, man. If your character is in the right place, everything else follows. So first thing I look for is character. So finding a team like this has been extremely tough for me. I've been like going through thousands of people, thousands of resumes. So it happens that 
the guys i interview and i don't find good enough for me they can easily get into very top companies who can pay them quite high amount of money but no they cannot clear my interview so the, the technically we 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 expect the best yeah our interviews were like technically super like extremely strong people only can survive plus at the same time we require require people who can stand on character so yeah this has been not a easy task for me i've been very slow in finding people but i hope that with the with the layoff and all these things is going on maybe people we will come to a place where we will go back to the old engineering culture that was there before this ostentatious display of whatever you call let's flip to scalability then so and this would be scaling of the technology itself what are you building this to scale efficiently from day one or are you going to be fighting this as you grow in any sort of capacity tell me a little bit about that when you solve a problem like this scale right where you want to bring robotics to the mass robotics at a cost without compromising quality we rediscover our strategy every now and then so even though i start with one i fall back to two and and i read a lot of development you know I, as i said right reading history and philosophy is one of my big project so i read how how ford built it if you read the henry ford's autobiography right how they built ford engine oh my god how much struggle they made amazing read actually i would suggest you to read it and i'm thinking that we are not doing anything different the problem that they didn't need to fight was like okay i work here at i don't get it i jump it to some other company some the bay area culture of okay jumping for every five to 10% hike those type of things was not there they just struggled day night day night day night okay this engine is heavy change the spark plug change this thing it is becoming heavy it is becoming clogging the door one by one they solved the problem okay and i'm sure they wouldn't have planned like will do this way and this way this way no it just as they developed on the on the way they rediscovered everything and i think that is the way actually you cannot say that i will hire very highly experienced executives who know what is wrong and they will do it you you were proven wrong look at tesla you were proven absolutely wrong a guy with passion can do more work than a guy with lot of experience the the only thing that is required is basics basic physics chemistry mathematics and and an attitude and a character that's that's the thing is required Tapan, as you step out on the balcony and you look across all that you've built thus far at Adverb, what are you most proud of? So, to be frank, it's only a year for me. Yeah, I have built a lot of safety, new paradigm of safety in Adverb. I've solved a lot of problems, like debugging. Okay, there is one thing is designing, one is debugging. Yeah, on debugging, I'm proud of a lot of things. On designing, I've only designed one product so far. It takes time. I would say I'm more proud of the problem I debugged. So I would say, yeah, high-speed AGV, speed-optimized automated guided vehicle that I made. Let's flip the script a little bit. Tell me about a mistake you made and how you responded to it. I just blindly took whatever the one of my vendors said that they will be delivering, and uh, it did not get delivered. Like months, three months, four months, six months delayed. The supply chain constraints came in. There were not uh, many things to be delivered, so I was like bitter actually. I was really bitter. What to do? What to do now? And then out of the blue, I kind of thought something which can solve the same problem without depending on others and in-house design, and that's what I did, and it worked. So 
I believe that the thing, the hard lesson I learned is that anything that you do in the fundamentally new things in the innovation level, unless you have a control on the entire chain, you cannot build new things. And I think Apple has done that to a very great extent. I was thinking why Apple is doing that everything like in-house and I can sense that. Like when it, whenever you are trying to do something new, if you depend on something else, it's going to kill you. You do something, but you know, you can, you can always get totally detoured. Okay. What does the future look like for Adverb, what you're working on, and for your team? The future is very, very bright. Uh, the first thing is that we have kept our culture based on old engineering style, right? Which is doing things in-house, doing things in a classical way, but working hard and never giving up. So I'm pretty sure Adverb is going to be amongst the top three to four companies in the robotics field bring the best of the east and west like for example i all i can say is you know i worked with all the cultures in the world i worked in india i worked in china i worked in taiwan netherlands israel us and i think we in adverb brought the best culture of all the places with our basics right like we are conservative and we are conservative in the way of conservative in our engineering and liberal in our culture so definitely adverb has a very bright future. Let's switch to you. Who influences the way that you work? You name a person or many persons or something you look up to and why. So if you ask me, I I look up to uh, be someone like a Musk, Elon Musk, who, who only had basics and who had passion and built an entire generation, entire new field. And the good thing about him is that he could clearly distinguish between pseudo-liberalism and liberalism. I think he inspires me the most. Not his interpersonal dealings or something, but what he could do in US, staying in Bay Area, apart from the automotive sectors, apart from the manufacturing sectors, just by pure passion, what he proved, I think I must give it to him. Okay, last question, Tapan. So you're getting on a plane and you're sitting next to a young entrepreneur who's built the next big thing. They're jazzed about it. They can't wait to show it off to the world. Can't wait to show it off to you right there on the plane. What advice do you give that person, having gone down this road a bit? I think I'll hold my advice. I'm still not a successful entrepreneur to, or a successful person to give that advice. So I'll, I'll hold my comment here. All right. Well, Tobin, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for telling your creation story of Adverb. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And this concludes another chapter of Code Story. Code Story is hosted and produced by Noah Labhart. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcasting app of your choice. And when you get a chance, leave us a review. Both things help us out tremendously. And thanks again for listening. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.